Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I'm here as always with my great friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good evening to you, sir. Hey, how are you, Scott? Doing fantastic. I'm hungry. Oh, wait, no, that's you. You've been fasting. You're on day five. Um, your your energy, your vibrance is coming through the screen. Um, it's uh, I'm excited to do this podcast tonight with you because I have a feeling that you're going to carry it from a, a, a stimulatory brain standpoint with the research that we have tonight. Uh, we're going to get a little nerdy, but we're going to always land the plane uh, with some really cool uh, insight uh, and an action step for you guys to continue your fasting journey and continue regaining control. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to say the least. I think you could probably tell that by my rambling open and the wow, uh, yeah. tone and volume in my voice. Yeah, I know you. You gave me a big setup there, uh, no pressure, and yep. then you just you just crushed that intro right there. <laughs> just love that energy. I guess it's um, you know it's contagious right now. Yep, yep. So yeah, no pressure. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive right into it. Um, your your five day fast going good? Going to seven yeah. days, right? Yeah, it's going great. Um, cool. Getting into day three, uh, transition into full ketosis. I'm uh, I'm measuring my ketones this time. Nice. And uh, that's been that's been really good, uh, really interesting with the keto mojo. I'm enjoying that process, and um, that's when I, I saw the the full, you know, kind of push into uh, 2.6 was my high that day. And um, but before that point, I was I, I felt drained for about I had about six hours there that were were pretty rough, maybe eight even. Um, and then and then after that, it's just like the floodgates open, and you know, you just kind of feel invincible after that. I love that invisible feeling. Yeah. Um, I'm still in the, the midst of the beginning of the eight week challenge. So tracking my food and tracking my numbers and got my DEXA scan done. So your sounds a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, tracking your ketones, which is a first, which I really, which I really think is cool. But um, yeah, we're gonna have some cool data to go back and look at um, coming up with some new programs, metabolic program, diabetes reversal, uh, doing continuing the coaching. So just having a lot of fun with it. People are getting results. Um, so uh, I got to practice what you preach too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Got to be ready. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to read the uh, topic for tonight and I'm going to have you start the unpacking process. Uh, okay. This is out of the uh, a journal of endocrinology in 2020. So this is a more recent study um, and it's part of a, uh, a larger ancillary study within the Framingham uh, state food study. So it's the effects of dietary carbohydrate content on circulating metabolic fuel availability in the postprandial state. Tommy. Wow, that was a mouthful. (laughs) Um, So what that means is carbohydrate levels, um, how they affect the actual circulating fuel, so sugar, fat, amino acids, 
in the blood and how available they are in the postprandial state. That's, that's the state after eating, which is always a relative term. So it's usually measured in early, intermediate, late postprandial going from anywhere from 30 minutes to up to five or six hours after ingestion of a, of a meal. So the way this is, <laughs> the way that title uh, applies to the normal human like myself would be, do you ever feel like poop after you eat where you just hit a wall, you get tired, you've had lunch hour, hour and a half later, the head starts to bob. You got the brain fog. Like you just feel like you want to lay down and take a nap. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the body's busy. You ate, you ate a lot and you probably ate a lot of carbohydrates. Yeah. I don't typically feel this after a big bowl of salad or, or you know, some, you know, <laughs> Or, or chicken just with, a, yeah, just a piece of steak or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 you know, eight ounces of chicken breast and some broccoli. Like typically, I don't feel very weighed down after that. Um, so it was interesting to see the, um, you know, the postprandial state. You said uh, 180 to 300 minutes, which is the late state, and then the early state, which is that 30 minute to 180 minute mark, and. Uh, we're going to talk about insulin, which is, you know, the main factor here where you get that insulin spike and then what your body does um, in terms of trying to get rid of the sugar and the fat that's in your bloodstream, right? Mm -hmm. So the insulin and then what the glucagon does to clear out the liver and it actually is opposite what my mind would think it would be, even knowing that insulin is the main contributor to this issue like i still would have thought that there'd be more energy later because of the amount yeah yeah because you're you're bringing in so many carbohydrates especially in the in the higher carbohydrate group and you know intuitively we kind of think okay um like you know if i just have a little bit of sugar or if i have this you know this this little food input that's going to bring my my energy levels up but um, what we, what we really know is that usually you have a short term spike in that energy and you kind of feel that jolt. Um, like if you've ever had a soda or like a sugary coffee, well, coffee is a, a little bit cheating cause you got the caffeine as well, but, right. um, soda or maybe, you know, a piece of candy or like a small meal, especially like something kind of carbohydrate rich. And then you, you have that jolt of energy, but it comes crashing down a lot more dramatically, um, than, than than if you had, you know, eaten a piece of fruit or a more balanced meal, right? Yeah, the interesting thing for me was the people in this study. So this is something that we need to be clear about too for, for my own cognition, my own understanding of it is mm -hmm. we're talking about people that have overweight in this study, people that are overweight or obese. So BMI is over 30, right? Uh, 25, right. excuse me. Overweight 25, obese is uh, 30 and then morbidly obese or super obese, whatever they call it is over 35. So mm -hmm. I feel like that chart keeps changing. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, wait a minute. That, that was a different category before. So, um, when we're looking at these people, we're looking at people that have some insulin resistance there already. So these people have, they have the extra, you know, uh, probably some, some cholesterol issues, some free fatty acid issues, um, some comorbidities with, you know, being overweight and obese, which is the heart, the diabetes, the cholesterol, all those different types of things. So we're really looking at um, the people that need to lose the weight the most. So 
when we're talking about more carbohydrates, it's crazy that you get this initial like spike, but then the body like goes into like crazy ninja storage mode, right? Yeah. And it, it it's it's trying to make sure that we don't have too much fuel, too much sugar, too much fat um, floating around in the bloodstream because that can wreak havoc on everything. So so the body goes into this clear it out, we got to get rid of it kind of mode. Yeah, so it's almost, so rather than, you know, you have all this extra excess energy, your body goes, well, we got to store it, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's like, that, God. You, well, you mentioned the glucagon before, that's, that's doing the exact insulin, uh, opposite of insulin. And so we know insulin is our, is our fat storage, that's our energy storage. Um, that, that is the hormone that's, that's causing the issues that we're talking about. Well, glucagon is the opposite of that. That's the one that actually um, pushes that storage out that allows the, the fat to be released, pushes sugar out, and, and allows us to clear out those energy stores. And so that, that's why we're looking at the, the difference in the ratio between those in this study. So glucagon acts on the liver, causes the glycogen to be released into the bloodstream. And in, these, in this study, the insulin glucagon ratio was seven times higher in the high versus low carbohydrate diet. And what happened was in that, uh, in that um, postprandial window, the available energy, um, the, ener um, the amount of energy that you had to use floating around in the bloodstream was like gone. So your body literally took this giant influx, right? And mm -hmm. was like, okay, I'm just going to go like store this away with lock and key. Um, yeah. So store as fat, put the fat away, store it, fuel the, the um, you know, don't release glycogen from the liver, sh shuttle the glucose into the muscle, uh, skeletal muscle cells, right? Um, causes the kidneys to retain water. <laughs> like all of these things, mm -hmm. increase blood pressure, all of these things can happen. I don't know about you, but you know, the, I, you know, we had a, we had a night recently where we had, um, uh, Mexican food. So mm -hmm. rice and oh. tortillas and all this kind of stuff, a couple of IPAs. And like, I laid down and I could literally like feel my heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Like it yeah, was like, <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I okay? Like, well, yeah, my blood pressure was <laughs> elevated. So it was this crazy thing. And then there's the crash. Right. So it, yeah, it's it like Thanksgiving. A, a really interesting study that, um, you know, really just started my mind like, okay, what's the application of this in real life? Well, making better food choices, right? Especially if you're in the overweight or obese category with that body mass index over 25 or 30. But if you've got undiagnosed diabetes or metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance, where you just can't seem to lose the weight, you, you really have to start making better food choices uh, in terms of reducing those um, carbohydrates in those meals, especially if you're fasting, because um, your body's going to go like, like you said earlier, Tommy, into like super store mode. So you're just going to pack all this storage away and be like, well, well, just kind of undid the effects of, of all the hard work and all those hours that you, you know, pushed your, your eating window. Yeah, you did. You can, you can easily undo, you know, a nice 18, 24 um, hour fast, you know, with, with overconsumption, with, with too many carbohydrates, and you can feel bad too, because at, at that point you would have cleared nicely through a lot of your glycogen, uh, most of it at that point, but you can easily replenish that 
with just an overly indulgent high carbohydrate meal and you're going to pay for it too. And you're, you're going to feel it that this is the whole reason why, you know, tryptophan at Thanksgiving, that that's, that's not really the reason why, you know, you just feel terrible. Um, it, it's because of all the insulin and that subsequent energy spike or energy, you know, crash that you have after that, because the body literally says, clear it all out, clear it all out. No more energy left in the blood. Okay. We got rid of it. You know, we swept it under the rug and then, you know, you just have nothing else left to, to kind of power you through. And, and that, that's at the worst possible time because the more you ate and the more carbohydrates you ate, the higher the insulin and, and the worse that that response is. And, it, and like you said, it just locks it away and, and it's really hard to get back at. We have to clear through all the glycogen to start burning it again. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He's our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing and the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Yeah, you have to clear through the glycogen and the short-term stores that are stored in skeletal muscle. And then um, depending on your activity level, your circadian rhythm, what time of day it is, your stress levels, how is your sleep? 
right? So there's a, there's a bunch of different things um, that can also factor into it. I, I still can't believe, I just read it again, but in the, in the early post-brand deal, so in that 30 minute to 180 minute window post-eating, um, the uh, energy available uh, that was available uh, declined the fastest in the high carb group. So it's, it's even worse in the short, in the beginning. It's like your body just goes crazy. Like, okay, got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. And I remember at one point back in the day, we had this joke. There was a, a couple of friends of ours that moved to Florida and we used to call it caterpillar blood because mm-hmm. there was this documentary or study out there. And I don't remember the efficacy of it. Um, but this is, this is years ago. And it was like, they, they um, had a gentleman eat uh, like a, a thing of pop tarts, a diet soda and a banana or something for breakfast. And then I think it might've been like a fast food meal for lunch and they did his blood work. And it's like literally like on the, on the, uh, the, um, what is that thing? We, uh, we look at the slides, the microscope on the microscope, you could literally see like the coagulation taking place. So we always joke that when we would go out and indulge in a celebratory dinner or something, it's like, Oh, I have caterpillar blood. I just don't feel good. (laughs) Like you could just feel yourself slowing down. So take home message. Yeah. Molasses. That's another, another good one. Right. Mm So, um, really just visualizing it for me is like, Oh man, I know I'm going to feel bad after I eat that. And we had a conversation with a coaching client earlier today. It's like, you mm-hmm. just got to make better decisions, right? Because you know, once you start doing this, you know, you're going to feel a certain way. And like, once you make that realization, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to feel that way anymore. No. Like I just, I don't, I can't, you know, like tomorrow's a really busy day for me. I can't feel like that, or it's just going to make the day that much harder. Right. And, um, you know, we, we, we plan out these windows, we, we plan out our fasting schedule and you don't, you don't have to be working against, against that. You can be working to, to encourage that, to push that further by, you know, being moderate and smart with your carbohydrate choices and your, your meal planning, um, you know, for, for what you're going to be eating, uh, whenever you're not fasting. And, and, and that's what we're going to encourage you to do is, Put a little bit of conscious effort behind that. Mm-hmm. Think about your meals um, the next time you you break a fast, and you know tilt it more on the on the moderate to, to lower carbohydrate side, and observe how you feel right. um, after that and through your next fast as well. Yeah, if you're doing OMAD and and you you typically have a moderate to higher co- carb content meal that night, the next day you're going to wake up more hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and then if you're going into a longer fast, try to limit it as well, because it always makes that first 24 to 48 hours that much harder because you have all of that short term stored energy that your body needs to burn through. So cravings and all that come back. So, um, Tommy, if we want to, uh, wrap up with an action step, um, like one succinct thing, maybe a numerical checkpoint or maybe, a a, uh, you know, percentage on carbohydrates like what can we do here to make sure that there's an actionable thing other than thinking about the the feeling you know start like you said start thinking about and being aware of what you eat and then how you feel two to three hours later or what you eat going into or out of a fast sure break down your next your next meal that's especially one that's going to break a fast you know whether it's omad or a longer one and shoot for the lower carbohydrate group um, that experienced the best results in this study, which was 20% of their meal. 
So um, that was versus 60% in the highest carbohydrate group. So shoot for that 20% point uh, when you're looking at your calories and, and kind of um, putting together your next meal plan uh, to break a fast and, and know that you're going to be encouraging your results and you're going to be pushing your results even further um, than with just the fast. So you're, you're encouraging those results while you're eating and then going into your next fast as well. It's going to be, this is, this is really going to put some, um, some acceleration behind your results. Cool. So 20%. Um, if you don't know really what that means, grab a my fitness pal, um, grab, grab a tracker app, uh, put your food in and you'll be able to see the percentages. Um, yeah, but really, yeah, I think I, I didn't realize that number was there uh, in the study, but I'm glad you mentioned it because I mean, that's where the results lie. So 20% carb, and that's not super low either. You know, there's, there's a lot of lower carb people out there, but you can still, um, you know, if you're doing 60, 20, 20, right. Or yeah. If, if you had a typical, like, let's say you had a, a relatively kind of a larger meal, um, but on an OMAD, you know, maybe it's about 40 to 50% of your normal calories, then maybe it's, it's 900 calories. Uh, let, let's keep the math simple at a thousand calories. Right. Um, 20% would be, um, uh, let's see, so 200 calories. Uh, so that's 50 grams of carbohydrates, uh, right there on that meal. So, so keep it around that range. Wow. And you'll be that's hitting actually that a lot. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you put it yeah. that way based on those numbers. Yeah. So that still gives people a lot of flexibility too. So absolutely awesome. I, um, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. I love it. Um, I love the fact that there's like a real life application. Like, have you ever felt this way? Yes. Well now we, this is exactly what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I appreciate it, Tommy. Um, for everyone that is new to the podcast, uh, check us out at www.thefastingforlife.com, thefastingforlife.com. We have a free fast start guide. <clears throat> is a six-step PDF that you can download, put in your email, get zipped across the interwebs to your inbox. And then accompanying that, which we want to see more people doing, is there's a free 20-minute mini masterclass. So you get a login to our uh, website and you get a membership. It's free. You get to go in. You get to watch uh, a small two to three, four minute video uh, with each step showing you how to put intermittent fasting or one meal a day fasting into your life. The quicker you start, the quicker you feel better, the quicker you see that first win or result on the scale, the easier it gets. So if you haven't done that, go to the website, thefastingforlife.com, download the fast start guide. You want to drop us a rating or review, share with a friend. We'd appreciate it. And uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us uh, via the contact us form on the website, or you can drop us a question uh, on the iTunes Apple podcast uh, review page. And uh, we, we bring those together from time to time and uh, do Q and a episodes. Uh, there's, I think we've done three or four of those out of the, out of the, the group episodes that we've done so far. Mm -hmm. So uh, anything else to add, Tommy? We good? No, I think you got it. Awesome. Well sir. Done, Thank sir. you so much. And we will talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.